Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Are you having a bad day? Because she was. But with the grace of God, we can always start over, can't we, Eden? Jesus loves us, and his love is unending, isn't it, Eden? Yes. (laughs) Jesus loves you just like he made a way and a provision for you. If you don't know Jesus, you're really missing out, aren't you? Yes. Join me today as we continue to talk about faith. We're going to go deep and talk about all of the tricky issues surrounding faith because it's been a real journey and battle and struggle for me. And I want to share my progress with you. We're going to open God's word where there is perpetual hope for our mess. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. And if you have a bad day, be sure to remember that God loves you and it's okay to start over, isn't it? Right. We'll see you next time. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited to share with you today on this episode some truth and insight from Psalms 27. It's a wonderful psalm. It's somewhat short, so that's always good because you can read it in one setting. I went to the Word today and I was feeling somewhat tired and just kind of like, Lord, just need some encouragement. Nothing really too specific on my mind that was weighing on me. There's specific things going on in my life, but it was just more a sense of tiredness and a sense of needing encouragement. And so I went to the word and I asked the Lord to encourage me and I found myself in Psalms 27. And it's interesting that this Psalm is titled, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I'm not going to read the entire psalm, but I have gone through and circled about, oh, let's see, maybe five or six verses that I will share with you and kind of delve a little bit deeper. But the title of the psalm, Psalm 27, the Psalm of David, I'm reading from the ESV, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then it's followed by verse one that says, the Lord is my light. And my salvation, whom shall I fear? This verse got me thinking, and I I often pass over um, when Scripture says, you know, the Lord is my light, or the Lord is, is my victory, or the Lord encamps around me. It's easy just to kind of wash over that and not to really stop and ponder and think deeply about what it means for the Lord to be our light and our salvation and then more intimately how it's worded the lord is my light and my salvation so this is not just speaking to the general masses of people this is speaking to an intimate god stepping into your personal situation and becoming your light and your salvation the light that you need in the moment and the salvation that you need in the moment and yes of course when we're saved we're saved but there are different types of salvation salvation is a word for saving someone from uh, an insurmountable problem and so you can have salvation in very minor ways throughout your day where the lord provides you um, either uh, an escape or he provides you encouragement or he gives you truth and you're able to overcome 
you know, a mental uh, mind struggle or a, uh, a habitual sin struggle, those are forms of salvation as well. The Lord is my light. Well, if we think about what is a light, a light, of course, in its very um, obvious form is to help us see. And so if you translate that, the Lord, he helps me see. Well, we know that one of the main problems that we have as believers in this world is that although we're saved, we're still in our physical sin nature filled body in a sin filled world, um, totally corrupted and, you know, surrounded by evil and sadness and sorrow and grief. So the Lord being something that helps us see him being our light speaks to the fact that he is our, our perspective. He is our right perspective and that if he is our light, if he is my light, if he is your light, then he is the perspective that you need personally for the moment. So this verse is important because it is speaking to the intimacy and the involvement of Father God in your current life situation. When I came to the word today, I felt tired and I felt a need of encouragement. The Lord being my light, my perspective for this given moment in my journey of life, that is incredibly encouraging because that lets me know that I don't have to be able to see well because I have the Holy Spirit in me and he is my light. And when I come to him, he is going to help me see. So we turn over and we go to verse two and it says, well, verse two and three of Psalm 27, when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Okay, there's so much to unpack there. When I was reading those verses, the first the first pass through, I was kind of like, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, um, you know, we know that when you have evil evildoers and they're assailing you, I mean, that's like they're full fledged running at you. They're in full battle attire. They're can they're intent on getting you. And evildoers is plural, so that's more than one. And you're talking about more than one evildoer trying to assail you to eat your flesh. Now I know there's some, um, you know, there's some, a little bit of exaggeration in the sense of this is a picture. This is not saying that people are actually trying to eat his flesh. I mean, this isn't talking about cannibalism, but he's painting a picture of the urgency of, uh, that the wickedness that is that has risen against him, and I think that any of us that are in situations where we are uh, in relational conflict, or we are dealing with people that don't have our best in mind, it can sure feel like they are trying to assail us and eat up our flesh. And we often know that they don't physically stumble and fall. Like uh, oftentimes in this day and age, you know. We have to choose to be the bigger man and um, let things go and swallow our pride and accept that, you know, maybe we aren't going to see, you know, repentance and redemption in this particular relational situation on this side of heaven. But 
it's such an interesting, when you really dive into it, it's very interesting. And then in verse 3, it says, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet will I be confident. Again, this is an inflated urgency of terribleness. So he's one man, and he has an entire army encamping against him. Okay, well, encamping means they've set up their home. They are poised to be in opposition to him, and it's one man. And then it says, my heart shall not fear. Okay. Well, I think if there was an entire army encamped against me, my heart would be fearing. And then it says, the war arise against me, yet will I be confident. And again, an entire war, it's not just, um, he's not depicting that there's one person that's against him or there's one thing going on that he's trying to navigate. He is describing the biggest of the big confrontations that one could face against one man but then again you go back if you go back to verse one of this psalm the lord is my light and my salvation and if you look at it again it's one man that is saying the lord not only helps me see the lord not only lightens my path the lord not only lightens my countenance makes my face to shine and be radiant but he is my salvation. He is my salvation on small things. And he is my all-encompassing salvation of my eternal life. And then when you look at it that way, it puts, puts verses 2 and 3 in perspective. When evildoers assail me, and they do the very their very worst. Let's say they eat, they want to eat my flesh. When my adversaries and my, my foes come against me, it's them who's going to stumble and fall. Why is that? Because verse 1 says, the Lord is my light and he is my salvation. And in the salvation of Christ, we are secure. Though an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. It's interesting that it doesn't say my body won't be afraid because fear and faith and fear and confidence in God absolutely coexist. They coexist because the rational man would be afraid. But the heart that is saved by Christ, the spiritual man that is walking and appropriating all of the gifts that Christ has given us, everything that we need for life and godliness, that part of us is not afraid. That part of us trusts confidently in the in the Lord, even though whole hosts encamp against us and wars arise against us. Yet we can be confident because we are getting our help from God Almighty. The last two verses I want to read are the last two in Psalm 27. And they say, verse 13 and 14, I believe I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Again, these verses are speaking to the all-encompassing provision, need-meeting, and salvation that the Lord alone gives to each one of us that are his children. David had seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living before this moment where he was having all of this adversity and opposition. But what he was saying was he believed because of his salvation through God, 
because of his anchor in the power and the presence of God, that he was going to see it again. And not only was he going to see it in the eternal perspective, but he was going to see it in the land that he was living in. And then he goes on to, to sum it up. The very last thing always gets me. Wait for the Lord. When we are in situations of opposition and urgency and crisis, we have a sense of I need to do something. The most mature thing that we can continually do is go back to home base, which is our God, waiting for the Lord, seeking him, trusting in him, relying on him, being strong. And again, let your heart take courage. Why our heart? Because our physical body, our physical mind, our physical emotions will ebb and flow through all of the ups and downs, depression, discouragement, fear, chaos, discontentment, depression, despondency. But our heart can be trained to take courage. And then again, he sums up and he finishes this incredible psalm by saying, wait for the Lord. If we are waiting for the Lord, then that means we are expecting the Lord to work. And if we are expecting the Lord to work, then that takes us back to verse one of this psalm that says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Trusting that the Lord has already worked it out. And that at some point down the span of time in our life, we are going to see the fulfillment of the Lord working this out on our behalf for our good. Because the plans that the Lord has for those who love him are for their good. Friend, I want you to be encouraged to take heart, take hope. Walk faithfully today because hope walks on and trust is not dependent on our circumstances, but only dependent on the God that we believe and serve. I hope you'll share this episode with your family and friends. Be sure to stop by the website, www.weedseedsbeautifulthings.com. I am so glad to be a part of your life. I hope that you will reach out if you need prayer or if you have an event that needs a speaker. I would love to talk with you. If you want to be a guest on the show, just reach out. Reach out and get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from my audience and I would love to hear from you. Take care. I'll see you next time.